Hello and welcome back to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. I am super excited for you to listen to today's episode. It is episode 23. And before you listen to the episode, um, with everything that is happening in the world right now, we are unfortunately all in this together. And I say unfortunately because I wish that it wasn't the entire world going through, or pretty much most of the world, going through this whole coronavirus situation. Um, Things are strange. They are different. And I just wanted to share six um, tips, I guess we can call them, on how to approach life right now. I shared them on my Facebook group, We Lead Society, um, last week, I think it was, or this past week. And I wanted to share with you guys, um, again, just in case you haven't listened, um, or just as a reminder. So tip number one is to try to create normalcy um, as much as possible. Control what you can control and let go of the rest. You know, try to keep things as normal as possible for yourself, for your family, for those you love. Because at the end of everything, when we come out of this, which we will, the thing is, is how are we going to come out on the other end? Are we going to be just, you know, not in a good place? Or can we do something that it's under our control right now that can make the biggest difference? So at the end of it all, we can come out, you know, better with more wisdom, um, just mentally better physically better you know are you moving your body are you eating the right food are you drinking you know as much water as possible you're at home so we have the time to do things that we you know have said that we haven't had time for before this is a time to do all of it tip number two double down on good habits do not i repeat do not let go of any of the habits that you have already created and put into place and if those are not in place yet perfect time right now to put them into place and create these new good habits for you and get them situated, get them in place um, before going back to our normal life. Tip number three, self-care is a priority right now. What we let into our body, what we let into our mind, to our space is huge. We seriously have to be so careful of what we let in at this moment because it can make the biggest, biggest difference. So self-care. Number four, time block. Make sure you are time blocking, you are scheduling things that need to be done. You know, again, you might be working from home. You might be, you know, this is, I guess this is more for those of us that are at home that maybe are working, you know, at home currently. Maybe we're not used to it. Um, Obviously, a lot of this may not be possible for everyone that's still working, that's working probably much longer hours than normal. But again, you know, time blocking if you're home, that's going to be huge. Number five, keep everyone in the loop. Make sure that if everyone's at home right now, the husband, the wife, the significant other, um, partner, kids, mom, etc. Make sure that they're all in the loop of what's going on. You know, I think the biggest frustration comes when we're not aware of what's going on and someone expects us to know. So make sure you are sharing with those that you love what you have planned. You know, create a calendar, uh, put it in the fridge so everyone knows what's going on and everyone is on the same page. 
tip number six, the last tip is always be searching for joy and what you're grateful for. It is more important than ever to keep a gratitude journal or simply just to speak out every single day, multiple times a day if you can, things that you are grateful for. Keep that in the forefront so we are choosing joy, choosing gratitude over the fear and over everything else that we can be feeling at these times. Again, they are very strange times, but just don't forget that this too shall pass and one day we'll remember everything we learned, everything we got to experience during this time and we're going to get to choose, you know, joy over everything else and we can start right now. So, enjoy episode 23 and I will talk to you soon. So welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. This is your host, Leslie Regalado. And today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Emma, Emma Provasco. And I do want to share a little bit about her before she jumps on. So Emma is a certified health coach, blogger, culinary artist, speaker. I'm not going to be able to say this word, say, say and <laughs> empowerment mentor to women around the world internationally certified as a health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where she studied under Joshua Rosenthal, Gabriel Bernstein, David Wolf, and many other of the world's leading health and wellness professionals. Her journey began in the mid-2000s, whisking together delightful organic dog treats, rustic soaps and cozy natural scents, and luxurious organic hand creams. Since her move to Virginia, she has continued to grow and evolve in her journey that has led her to become a health coach. After discovering a beautiful group of women online that supported each other on their wellness journeys, she grew passionate about forming a safe space for women to feel empowered, find the courage to uncover their purpose, and embrace a life filled to the brim with vibrant health. Throughout the years of evolution, her message has always remained the same, to live life bold, passionately and fabulously and inspire others to do the same this motto has birthed boo and prize babe and you can correct all my my pronunciation <laughs> coaching and mentoring programs specifically de- designed for women and all oh, this french girl and della firm uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try see i'm i'm mexican so i'm gonna try to say this in spanish like that's my mind goes there so, okay, you'll, you'll explain all that. A virtual culinary masterpiece. These avenues allow Emma to express her creativity and passions while inspiring women to create a unique life on their own terms. One of vibrant health, soulful connections, strong independence, bright smiles, rocking relationships, and deep fulfillment. This is a mouthful. I am excited to welcome you, Emma. So jump right on in and correct all my pronunciation, please. <laughs> no worries. So um, I am the owner of Boem Prize, babe. So you were really close. Okay. And um, a piece of that is my like online virtual cookbook and my cooking show, which is De La Ferme a la Tabla. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have never been able to say that. Okay. That's <laughs> you said it so beautifully. Oh, thank you. I love, love French. And I am so excited. I get to go to Paris in a couple of weeks for the first time ever. And so yeah, the French culture and um, the French language and stuff is really a big part of my life and always has been. Um, I lived on the Canadian border for a long time. My grandfather was French. So um, kind of has always been a part of me and I love it. But it is difficult to to (laughs) run out for some people. (laughs) Yes. Well, there's a lot of 
letters that I don't hear, you know, once you like say it. So yeah, see, for me, when I read certain things, it's either in English or in Spanish. So if it's not one of those two languages, I'm trying to make it into the one of those two languages. (laughs) So it sounds terrible. So the way you said it, like I said, was beautifully said. And so do you know French? I I know a little bit of French. I have studied French in the past, all through high school. And then um, I took French in college. And unfortunately, when in school, French is not conversational French. And so I'm excited to go to Paris and really figure out how to incorporate just the, you know, grammar into actual conversational French that'll be useful. Right, right. I think the best way to, you know, learn any language is just to immerse yourself in that Mm -hmm. culture, like just go to a city where they only speak that language, and then just kind of throw yourself in there. I think that's the best way because otherwise, you're right, like even Spanish, my kids speak a little bit of Spanish. And in school, like, my son is like, Mom, I don't understand. (laughs) And we speak Spanish at home. But it's kind of funny when he tries to tell me what they're learning in school, because, you know, it's like the proper Spanish, it is you know, like, it's not, you know, the, the, the street slang that we all yeah. speak. And uh, so it's really weird. It's really weird. So yeah, I'm excited for you. That sounds like a Thank lot Thank you. Fun. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. Like you go, you know, you're sitting there in the class and you're like, okay, da, 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 here's the seven different ways to say this one thing. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, but what would someone who's actually speaking French say? And she's like, oh, well, sh- they would never say these. You'd never hear that in the actual. And I'm like, why are we right. learning it then? Like, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Let's just throw all these out and let's focus on the ones that are actually right. useful. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you, Emma. Um, I wanted to, you know, you to share your story with the goal of inspiring any female that's listening to just, you know what, we're, we all have things going on. We all have life. We've all overcome things. And we are still out here pursuing our goals and our dreams. And which is, I know what you're doing. So I want you to just share a little bit about your journey, a little bit about you and just kind of how you got from where you were at back, you know, before the 2000s, like you said, um, up until this point, because obviously it's been, you know, about 20 years. So if you wouldn't mind, Emma, just sharing a little bit about yourself and then we'll go into some additional questions. Um, So I grew up in a house that was very chaotic. I think the probably the best way to describe it, my parents, they did the best they could, but my father had like, you know, um, bipolar disorder. My mom suffered from, you know, child from her or trauma from her childhood that turned into like a lot of physical um, disorders like fibromyalgia and all gout and all kinds of things that really created a lot of drama and chaos in my life growing up. And we weren't financially wealthy by any means for a long time. And so I felt that like I was always very aware. My parents always wanted to make sure I was very aware of the situation that they were in um, and as a form of like transparency. But as, even from a little girl, I always knew, you know, we were poor. I felt that stress of not having enough money to really mm-hmm. pay for everything. And that kind of stuck with me as I grew up and as I, you know, had my teenage years and I struggled with my own like self-worth and self-confidence that was really low. And I just felt like you know, very um, not unloved. And I really was searching for that outside of myself and manifesting a Mm -hmm. lot of situations that would kind of confirm that belief for me that I wasn't lovable. So dealing with all of that led to, um, I did get married. I got married really young. I got married right out the gate at like 18 straight away. Um, 
into a really, um, it didn't start out abusive, but it turned quickly into an abusive relationship with someone. And my depression just like exploded. I wasn't, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. I couldn't get out of bed in the afternoons. <laughs> I could barely get out of bed before wow. the evening, you know, like, and just these crazy sleep cycles. I'd be awake half the night. I couldn't sleep. And then I couldn't wake up in the morning. And it was just was this really intense and I had no idea what was going on. I felt like a failure. I felt like something was wrong with me. And all of a sudden, nobody was, you know, my parents had moved to um, a foreign country. And all of a sudden, nobody who was in our circle before was checking on me. Nobody really knew where I was. And it just seemed like nobody really cared, which I'm is not the reality. But that's how I viewed it. And I was like, well, I can't really leave the house. And I'm really suffering. And I felt like it was a flaw in myself. I had not really Mm. been educated on what depression really means and how it is. Um, My father was depressed for a long time. So I thought I kind of understood that, but I really didn't. And I couldn't see it in myself. Um, I just felt like a failure. So um, kind of fast forward and certain situations kind of happened in my life. My parents came back to New England and kind of took, we had a business at the time, they took it back over from us and kind of left us in that situation where you're in a town with 2000 people. There's not a lot for you to do. There's not a lot of opportunities. I'm like, okay, I could work at like the grocery store. I could work at the gas station. Like none of that was mm-hmm. an option for me. Not really. I was like, I'm not willing to do that. So the only option I was left with was we need to move. We need to move somewhere where there's opportunity. I just can't live in this tiny little town anymore. And, you know, I know there's more for me out there. Like I just held on to this like feeling like I just know there's more. And so we moved to Virginia. I had never been here, never visited, never like, <laughs> had no idea what to expect. Like rented an apartment online, never saw it type thing, like craziness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. In like a month, I decided I was like, okay, I'm moving. And then like a month later, I was like, okay, we need- that's kind of how I do things. I just, I'm like, okay, I make this grand decision. And I'm like, and then it has to happen now. And I do it immediately. (laughs) You know what? I think that's the best though. I mean, I'm the same way. I was just talking to someone yesterday and I said, I'm having a really hard time with like not being able to see the top of the staircase. Like I want to see it now. I don't want to have to go step by step by step. And that's, I think that's always been my thing. And it's like learning how to zoom out and then zoom back in to understand, okay, I do need to focus on the journey. I do need to take step by step. It can't be fast though, because I'm like you, I make a decision and then I want it to happen immediately because I get mm-hmm. impatient and I want to see yeah. it now. Totally yeah, totally. It. it was definitely one of those just rough and it was necessary. It was one of those things that was really like a push from the universe. It was like, you need to do this, even though you have no idea what's happening or what's going to go on. It was not easy. It was, it was hard by every like possible thing you could imagine um but it was necessary and when I got here the healing process did not begin like for quite a long time for like oh more than a year I before I was able to accept that I had to leave my uh, relationship which got way worse when we moved to Virginia there was um there was physical abuse there was different types of abuse that had happened and he was became an alcoholic and it just I had to leave and so 
as the universe would do that when I decided, okay, I need to leave, I found a new, more stable job that was paying for, you know, what I needed it to pay for. So I could live on my own things started to fall into place and I was able to leave that situation and begin a healing journey. That's when it really began. When I was able to get out of that situation, I was in a new place. There was lots of opportunities. I was in a healthy job, a safe job that was um, was able to provide for me and that I enjoyed. <clears throat> and kind of from there forward, I was really able to begin the process. And the universe started putting little things in my, you know, like my line of sight type thing. And I was like, oh, what's a blog? And so I started learning about blogs and reading blogs and stuff. And I was like, I should do that. I bet a lot of people could really benefit from what I have to say. And at this point, I have a lot of like stories to tell of things that have happened to me and not a whole lot of like healing experience yet. I still was very um, struggling with depression. I hadn't met with a psychiatrist yet. I hadn't gotten myself onto medication yet. I hadn't um, started meditating and going to yoga yet. So this was all very new and kind of fresh, but I was like, I think that the world could really benefit from hearing what I have to say. So I did all of the things and all of the research and set up a blog properly, like with the hosting site and all of this. And it looked horrible. Like (laughs) it talked about in the beginning, it was so bad. It was so ugly. (laughs) And I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, what even is this? So I came up with the name Bell on Prize Babe. I loved it. I got so excited about it. And then I was like sitting down and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> and so I kind of just sat there for a good six months with like, I actually just posted in my story today. Um, like it was like my first, maybe my second blog post um, was two years ago today. And it was about like oh, wow. receipts or like Ulta shopping at Ulta or something and getting a good deal <laughs> <laughs> and like so not on the on track with what I'm doing now but it was how I started like it was just it was bad and it was mm-hmm. like you know but it was how it needed to be and it took a good six months before I found like you mentioned in the beginning that beautiful um group of women on the, it was a Facebook group at the time and now they have like a website and it's really amazing but um they introduced me it was actually one of the blogging groups that I just stumbled on this girl was posting she posted this um you know kind of lengthy story type thing about her life and she described this life that she has the privilege of living um you know through working through trauma and stuff and now she gets to work with amazing women all the time and it was like it just hit so close to home I was like I'd never seen an example of where I wanted my life to go I just knew I was meant for more and meant for something that was bigger and greater and I just didn't know what it was and finally somebody put it in writing and I was like that's the life I want to live I want to help women all of the time I want to be able to have freedom I want to have financial freedom I finally want to stop worrying about paying my bills and I want to be able to be free to travel and do all these amazing I want to live life like in a big grand way and so I started like I I got to be a part of this beautiful Facebook group and I kind of from there just snowballed into um, learning about Kara Awaleba and reading Girl Code and feeling so inspired by the fact that wow there's women out there that don't want to be like catty and like you know all judging each other and stuff that we could lift each other up I loved that idea so I really got inspired by the champagne diet and 
um, by like Melissa Ambrosini and her book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, I started working on my mindset and I was like, wow, mindset. Okay. And it was a really rocky, you know, when you, when you're really comfortable in a certain place, um, mentally, especially, and you've become comfortable, even though it's painful, uh, because it's now your, your comfort zone that, you know, underlying constantly, you know, kind of suffering from trauma and sabotaging yourself and all of that becomes a comfortable place to be because it's familiar. Just like living in that state of, you know, letting your fear control you is a familiar place. When you start to decide you don't want to be there anymore, (laughs) your brain and and your, and your world kind of gets flipped upside down a little bit because you you're your subconscious really holds on to what's comfortable and you really have okay so allow me to interrupt just for a couple minutes i am just here to personally invite you to, to head on over to facebook groups and in the search bar type in we lead society that's w-e space l-e-a-d space s-o-c-i-e-t-y it's a facebook group that i recently created and is just a community of phenomenal women that are just ready to embrace all of their greatness, all of their power to just, you know, just live their best life. That's really my desire for you is that whatever tools, whatever advice, whatever I share from my own experiences, that somehow it blesses you to, you know, inspires you to go out there and really just give whatever the heck you want to give a try to give it a try because I believe that you will never know unless you try so for the woman who knows she was created for greatness and is ready to believe she's ready to trust and to take action right away you are the reason that we lead society was created we lead helps women like yourself discover the exciting possibilities that are available and waiting for you We understand that you are ready to believe in yourself more than ever before. We know that you are ready to hold on to your vision and trust the process because now you know that when you do the work, the results do come. We are here to just cheer you on and celebrate you as you let go of all the excuses and do whatever is necessary to move you closer and closer to your goals. We are ready and here to teach you unique daily habits and behaviors that can have life-changing impact in all areas of your life. We will offer you personalized action steps that will lead you to discovering how powerful you truly are. You will learn that you can not fail you only learn grow and become better and and better every single day so i pray and hope that you know you head on over right away you click on join once you find the facebook group and i'll be waiting i'll be waiting there for you i'll be waiting there to share everything that i invest so much time energy and money to learn because i want Whatever I've experienced, whatever wisdom and knowledge I've gained over the last 15 plus years of my self-growth journey, I hope that it takes you a fraction of the time to learn and develop and just, you know, become the best version of you a lot faster. I want you to be bigger and better and everything be faster for you because that's the whole idea that as we grow and we learn and we share that wisdom and that knowledge with others, that it could somehow 
help them out, help them get to their goal to, you know, from point A to point B a lot faster. So I'll be waiting for you. Head on over to We Lead Society and click join. To rewrite those, those pathways. And so, yeah, that's, um, a long journey of like rewriting those pathways and becoming comfortable in a state of the unknown and really healing deep, deep healing work that was uncomfortable and it was hard and it was like, you know, a little messy, but a beautiful mess of healing definitely has led me to here where I'm now full time in my beautiful business. (laughs) That is wild and crazy and amazing. Now I do want you to share Emma, like, I know you talked about, you know, reading and obviously you started getting yourself around different kind of people, different conversations. What were some of the things that you did that started the healing process and took you through Mm -hmm. it? So I, the very first thing I had to do was just recognize that there was a lot of healing work to be done and to be really, really kind with myself. And I still have to remind myself to do this because um, at first it was really discouraging because I was reading these beautiful books about mindset, like Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini, one of my favorite books. And it's about, you know, not allowing that little voice in your head to be real. That voice that tells you, you can't do that. You won't do that, that you're not strong enough to do that, whatever. It's not real. It's keeping you safe um, and small because that's where it's safe to be, but it's not real and you don't have to listen to it, but it can be when it's really loud and it's always there and it's telling you how you're not good enough or whatever. It's hard to step back and realize that it's not real and to just allow yourself to be okay when you do give into it and you do find yourself spiraling. I just did a story about this today. When you find yourself spiraling in these mental patterns that are really difficult to break and to just be forgiving with yourself. And like you said, changing my friends group, changing who I was watching on social media, changing who was showing up in my feed made a huge difference. It's no longer politics and negativity and, oh, my life sucks and, oh, this is that. It's a lot of now inspiring. Look what I did today. Like, oh, I, I managed to, you know, I signed, you know, I got 10 more clients, 10 new clients, whatever. Or I just, you know, look at my healthy shake or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> just positive and inspiring. Right. It's growth. Yeah. yeah. People to fill your mind. <laughs> Well, you know what, I think it's so, so important. And there's been so much research done on something called the mirror neurons. And we unconsciously will mimic, you know, what those around us are doing and are saying and are thinking. And, you know, I just, I tell you all the time, I said, you know, you, we need to figure out who our five, who our five core people are, like, who are we going to allow to enter into our space? Because we need to understand how much impact Mm -hmm they have in our lives. And, you know, I do what you've done where I've always surrounded myself with just positive thinkers. Like I, my, like there's a pit in my stomach that just kind of feels wrong when I'm around negativity. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't know if you feel this, but it drains me. Mm -hmm. Like I feel so drained by the time I leave their space. And I just, I've chosen for years, you know what I, I might love this person. I might care deeply, but I cannot be around yeah. them because it's going to affect me in a very negative way. 
So even just acknowledging that I know there's people that we love that maybe we shouldn't be around as much. Yeah. <laughs> so just choosing, you know, making that conscious choice to saying, okay, who do I need around me that is going to empower and encourage and inspire me to just live my best life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Set your boundaries, your emotional and your physical boundaries. Like that was huge was I no longer tolerate this, that, and the other. Like I no longer tolerate these things happening in my life. I no longer tolerate these people bringing me down. Like I'm not willing to sacrifice my own comfort and my, you know, my health for anyone else anymore. And making those decisions and setting those boundaries is a huge part of the healing process. And reading as many books, at least for me, as I could get my hands on was the most healing of all is just reading all of these different people who've been through the journey, who've been where you are and have fantastic advice for, or inspiration and just filling your mind with constant inspiration. It's something I still do. I'm always reading and I'll never stop. Like I, and I've read hundreds of books at this point and it's like, you can never get too much inspiration or too many tools for making, you know, your life happier and healthier definitely absolutely oh you're so right you know that's one of my biggest things that I always encourage people to do I'm like read books listen to books Mm -hmm. listen to podcasts you know do as like fill your mind with all this greatness because and like you said you know you for me I do the same I I consistently it's not something that I've done in the past and now like you know I'm done with it it has to be that constant growth number one because you know, I always say, I'm like, we're like plants. And if we're not growing, we're dying. And I don't know about you all, but I prefer to grow than to die. (laughs) Number one, but number two, we're always changing and evolving. So even if two years ago, we read something that resonated at that point, you know, we're a different person now. So we might listen to the same thing or to something similar, and we're gonna see it and listen to it and, and receive it differently. Because, you know, we're constantly growing and evolving. So I love what you said, the fact that, you know, you're constantly reading, you're constantly feeding your mind. That's so, so important. Now, when um, I had asked you a question earlier uh, before the podcast about, you know, kind of like what, what you, you, what you're an expert at or, or what would you love to share? You talked about um, sharing the circle of life tool. I'm intrigued. I've never heard of that. And I didn't Google it because I'm like, I want, I want to learn from her. So <laughs> what is that? It's, you call it a mindset method. So, or a mirror work or something like that. So just share with me a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah. So the circle of life and mirror work are, are two different tools I have, but um, the circle mm-hmm. of life tool is amazing. It's what I use with all of my clients. We sit down at the beginning of our, you know, first getting to know each other and it's literally a circle. And it's cut up into 12 categories that make up the wholeness of your life. So things like finances and career, relationships, your social life, your actual health, your exercise, all of that is in this beautiful little pie. And you rate it from one being like horrible and is the worst thing ever to 10 being like totally vibrant, best it could ever possibly be. And I'm so happy with it for each category And then you go through and you have this snapshot, this blueprint, this overview of where you're at right now with your life. What is really excelling? What are you doing really amazing in? And what needs a lot of work? And then from there, we decide, okay, what are we going to work on first? And each client is different. It's maybe we have to work on something that's just a little bit off. 
but just a little bit not where we want it to be or, you know, so we can gain confidence or they can gain confidence in their abilities and they can go, okay, this isn't so bad. And then start to work on the things that really need improvement or start working on those things that really need improvement right away so they can start to see massive growth. So it just depends on each client and where they're at and what they're comfortable with and how comfortable they are with making changes. But um, that's, that's how the tool is used. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It was a tool I learned at um, IIN while I was there. And I've kind of adapted it a little bit. I haven't changed the tool itself, but I've changed the way it looks and kind of the way I go about it with my clients and stuff to fit myself and my and them as a woman's empowerment coach. Um, but yeah, it's, it's my absolute favorite. <clears throat> oh, that sounds so interesting. So I wanted to um, just get a little deeper into some of your wisdom when it comes to empowering women. And what is your favorite part of like your work? You know, what are you most passionate about? Because I can hear the passion. Um, and, and mainly it's because I believe the experience and the transformation that you've experienced through being empowered and encouraged by others. So I just want to, you know, know a little bit more about what are you most passionate about, you know, when it comes to, to your business, to, to what you do for, for work? Yeah, I absolutely, I'm so passionate about my one-on-one clients. I feel like it's the most exciting part of my day. It's the most exciting part of what I do. I love writing my blog posts. I love sharing my knowledge. I love making videos, but I really love working directly with clients who are excited, who are passionate about their own lives and who are really, you know, aligned with change and aligned with, with really maxing out the vibrancy of their life and, and experiencing a full life. And I love, love, love the breakthroughs that we have. It's so awesome to watch someone, you know, go from, I'm a really happy person. Everybody loves me. I'm so happy to the deep actual truth, which is I come across as really happy even though I'm actually really unhappy with myself and my life. And I don't, you know, that's really deeply beyond that facade or that mask that we put up and that we kind of have begun to believe ourselves, even though that's not the deep truth. And then to go, okay, that's the deep truth. You really don't feel happy. How can we fix that? And watch people as they are these beautiful women who they realize, okay, this is my block. And then we work through how to fix it. And they, you know, they might cry and have a really emotional moment. And just to be able to hold that container of letting those emotions out and healing them and moving through them and moving beyond them and really finding a space where they can be or creating a space here where they can be in a container of love and then to be able to heal and watching them heal and move on to do amazing things. It's just absolutely my favorite thing ever. I can't imagine doing anything else. Sounds amazing. You know, you said something that caught my attention. You said when people are like willing to change or something, I don't, I don't remember the exact words, but you know, I think, do you believe that that makes the biggest difference when people are actually ready and willing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't work with people who aren't like my boyfriend, when I first started um, in being a wellness coach and was helping health coaches and working with them, 
he was like, you need to convince people why they need you. You need to convince people why they need to change or why they need to be healthier. And I'm not willing to do that. And I never was, and it never felt right to me. And now I'm like Mm -hmm. very confident in the fact that I will not do that. If you don't know or acknowledge or accept that there is something more or greater or something that you're missing out on, you and I don't work together. And that's why I have a one-on-one consultation mm-hmm. and stuff, because I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that your life needs to be different. If you don't believe it, nothing's going to change. So, right. <laughs> right. Oh, that's good. No, that's really good because you know what? I've always believed that if you convince someone to do something, you're going to have to convince them oh, the yeah. whole way. And that is so stressful, so wearing on not only you, but on her right. as well, whoever you're working with. Because like you said, you know, if they're not willing to change, nothing is going to change. They can say it's going to, but it's like actions speak louder than words. So when they're ready to take that action, that's when you're going to see the biggest impact. So love, 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 love that. I love that you um, are confident enough, you know, to say, I'm not going to, like, you have your standards. And I believe in having standards. I believe that that's the only way that we get the results that we need. So obviously, in your case, working with women who are ready and willing is a big, huge standard. And that's probably why you were able to make the biggest impact. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, I do want to wrap it up, but I do want to ask you um, one last question, Emma, for the people that are listening and that might be, you know, looking at getting started, they might, you know, they might not be where they want to be yet, but they're still like along the journey or maybe even beginning the journey. What are maybe two or three things that advice that you can give someone that you wish you would have gotten early on in your career? Oh, um, I would definitely say um, the first thing would be to be, and I think I kind of mentioned it earlier, but just to be really um, kind to yourself. And to understand that as things are moving and as you're growing and as things are changing, it won't be obvious. And it might not be obvious for a while that things are actually moving and that you're actually in growth mode and that, you know, you're progressing, but it'll all fit together. Eventually it'll all be very obvious at a certain point. And until then just keep going, keep pushing, keep like continuing to implement the tools to read the books, to continue to stay inspired and knowing that the progress is perfect wherever it's at right now and you're perfect wherever you're at right now. And eventually it'll get to the point where you'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. That's why it all worked out that way. And I feel so amazing. Um, and it'll all make sense. <laughs> and then I would say too, um, to let go of people's opinions or judgments as you're changing. Some people aren't going to be happy with the fact that you are no longer the same person you were, that you're striving to be better. It may challenge them to think differently about how their life is and may challenge them in ways that they're not comfortable with. And they may project that onto you. So don't let it, uh, Mm -hmm. don't let it bother you. Don't let people pull you down or discourage you or make you think anything differently it's a projection from themselves onto you it's nothing to do with you so just like whatever (laughs) it doesn't matter (laughs) shake it off absolutely (laughs) absolutely no you're right you're right I think a lot of times we allow you know other people's opinions to just really make a big impact in our lives 
And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, they, you know, that dream, that desire, that goal wasn't given to them, given to them, it was Mm -hmm. given to you. So it's like, it's our responsibility to move forward, not theirs. Definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? Um, I just think, yeah. And I think just definitely being okay with the, the journey and the stress that anything that comes up, any um, negative emotional feelings, maybe this is kind of a little bit, um, raw with me right now, because the last couple of weeks have been a huge growth period for me and they've been extremely stressful and they've been extremely, you know, um, they've been almost painful, you know, in the growth process as it can be. And that's totally okay. Just, you know, it's a part of the journey. It's okay to break down. It's okay to have a moment where you don't trust yourself. You don't believe in yourself. It will happen and it will happen forever as you continue to grow. It will never stop. So just being okay with that and like accepting that you're not a failure. You have not failed. You aren't, there's nothing wrong with you. It's totally normal and it's totally okay. So feel it, feel into the feelings, allow yourself to feel the feelings. Don't bury them. Don't ignore them but move through them and move forward as you keep going. Don't let it stop you. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I hope you truly enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Make sure you rate the episode and the podcast and also make sure you leave a review. Thank you again so much for listening to Perfectly Imperfect.